<laughs> Boop, we here. It's your boy, GDQ, one-fourth of the Activated Podcast. It's your boy, Real Walter Ford, driving while I'm doing the Activated Podcast. It's your girl, Busy Balboa, one-third or one-fourth, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. One-fourth. It's your boy, Mac. Um, I'm not doing none of that math because <laughs> you're four out of four. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent complete the, the yeah. quartet. I'm a hundred. Yeah. What's going on, y'all, man? Happy Sunday, bro. How everybody feeling? Well, feeling rest of y'all are high. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I don't know what what that means. I don't know I'm what not. you're talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah. <laughs> oh, marinating like a cool pair of steaks, baby. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I like drinking coffee. So we halfway through February, or wait, no, yeah. no we, we almost done. We got a week left of February. You know they be shortness on this month. Yeah. BHM Black History Month. Um, shout out to the, yep, shout out to, uh, it's the, what, the 56th anniversary of the assassination of Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. And they also found out that, uh, the FBI and the New York police department worked together to get him assassinated too. They found like new information on that. I was uh, watching attorney crunk. Yeah. Shout out Attorney Crump, by the way. Yeah, so. Uh, happy birthday. So, you know, that's. Happy birthday to uh, the late, great John Lewis. Uh, happy oh, birthday. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Good, Mr. Good Trouble himself. You know, and uh, also, uh, rest in piss, J. Edgar Hoover. <clears throat> I thought she was going to say Rush Limbaugh. I was gonna say <laughs> Both of them. All of them. Yeah. 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 I, he said a lot of more wild stuff than I thought. Who? So Malcolm? I, no, no. Uh, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, so R- Rush like, Limbaugh oh, is a nut, bro. Rush yeah, Limbaugh is. I didn't, I didn't realize how, how wild he was. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that fool was extra racist on, on what he was doing for his they were whole all life. a part of the COINTELPRO. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that's good because Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah came out too. So everybody's talking about that. Yeah, I mean that's all. It's all. I mean they basically were in that thing, like for real, for real. They were super deep, like super. It's deep. so sad because when you find out that Willie O'Neill only got three hundred dollars to get Fred Hampton killed next to his eight-month pregnant wife, it's like. I don't care what time it was, time period it was, and how more valuable money was. That was just not worth it. So, like, this yeah. is my, this is my thing. Like, you hear all this stuff. Oh, China and wait, so and so, they'll just kill you. But like, that's like that murder is like very exactly. violent. Yeah, the, the extremely violent. Very, very violent. Yeah, like, I mean, and they just by like luck didn't kill i mean 
uh, right. a pregnant girl. You know what I mean? Like just just by luck, she was supposed to die. Obviously, there. Yeah, um, that was a lot of shots. Like ninety nine shots, and only one was fired from the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Which what? is tough. It's tough because no, because it makes you I, and it makes you feel like you can't really create like a mass movement or at least have huge groups like that because these fools just come in and you get $300, you know what I mean? To snitch like, and that's everywhere. You're going to get right. everywhere. Right. right. I, see, I see, I seen a tweet somewhere that said the government isn't ready or prepared. The government isn't prepared for uh, winter storms, viral pandemics or, you know, uh, or pandemics. And, uh, but they're ready for large amounts of black people to, <laughs> to come together. So I said, that's real, real, really real. Cause they was really prepared for that, you know? Oh yeah. And, and uh, sending. They strategize. Yeah, sending prayers to everybody in the South and Texas. And, right. I know some people out there and they fight burst and yeah, but, but yeah, it's just wow how they unprepared for one thing and prepare for another. And it's crazy how, like you were saying, that movie is, uh, it's kind of relevant today, mm-hmm. you know, like what we went through. Like we was all there. We was walking, and it's not as violent, you know, but it's still violence. Like yeah. now they gotta try to have a PR. It's, still just as it's that tear gas uh, in some. Still city, just bro, as come on, bro. I mean, they pushed down that seventy-year-old dude. I mean, and that was just a simple push. They were. Oh, you know, they were shooting people in the face. Yeah, people getting. Yeah. I shot and, the lady I, here. So. Yeah. I, I think that COINTELPRO, what they call it or whatever, is still, I mean, alive and well. It's just oh, yeah. bots. It's the bots and the propaganda. Can, can you explain what COINTELPRO is? Because I ain't going to lie, I have no idea what that means, and other people might not know what that means. Well, basically, COINTELPRO is a program that the government came together with. I'm not sure if it was Roosevelt or J. Edgar Hoover, but it was one of them that originally came up with the program, and they worked with the FBI, and anybody that was considered the Black Messiah um any revolutionary that they seem they exactly. deem posed a threat to them they would target them they would you know get these judices other black people in the community uh, that were facing you know any small jail time or whatever they would get them and they would have something called the judas effect where they would you know kind of like train them to go in and be like a little spy and they would make them feel like they're part of the fbi like you're one of us, they would invite them to their houses. You would meet their children. You up in white people houses and you eating with them and they buying you steaks and giving you $300 and all of that. And they just want to know a little information. Lay out, draw, draw his apartment. Tell us how it looks and all of that. And you thinking, you know, it's not a big deal. But hey, the whole time they're plotting. Right. Right. And they're going to get you off. Willie, Willie O'Neill, he was only facing six years because he was still in cars and stuff like that. So, you know, they're like, oh, you got this time you're looking at. And he felt like, you know, he could get out of this trouble. So he just, you know, did this this job for them. And yeah. he ended up getting Fred Hampton murdered. And he continued even exactly. after that. They, they, they got him murdered and he continued even after that because they gave him... Uh, they gave him his own business. They gave him a gas station, and they were like, "You never yeah, got to go back to stealing cars again." And they did that with plenty of other people. 
but it's just it's what's sad is that in one of the FBI documents, uh, Fred Hampton, one of the biggest threats to them, it was the fact that he was developing like an economy in Chicago for black people. He was giving out free breakfast to kids. He was having mm -hmm. like you know free health care and things like that, and they felt yeah, like that was completely yes. Yeah. They felt and like that was completely disrespectful. So whenever they did bomb the Black Panther office, they really only bombed the third floor where the cereal and stuff was at, which was just gross. <laughs> like, that was sick. Why would you do that? Like, whenever, so whenever people, the racist people tell Black people to get it together, do it yourself, we've done that before. And every single time they continue to bomb us and they continue to get in our business whenever we're just trying to create our own communities. So... And then, that's, uh, and that's then they the get mad. And then they get mad when you just want to like do your own thing and like not fuck with them. It's like, oh, that's racist. Why don't you want to deal with white people? Because every time we do, every time we do, like y'all fucking with us. I well, it's not even that. I just think that black-owned things were created to just have an option because mm -hmm. it was like they wouldn't even. They was like, no, you can't be over here with us. So they like, all right, we got to do our own thing, and then they kind of like our own thing became the, the cool thing. And then it's like a, a reverse psychology, like, oh, you want to do your own thing now? And leave us out, you know? They were okay with, the, you had like the, later. yeah. You had your nationalists and your non-nationalists. They were okay with the people that wanted to be a part and to integrate like, you know, Dr. King and people like that. They were okay with that type. But the non-nationalist type, like, you know, Carmichael Stokely and all of those, like, they were like, uh-uh. Because they felt like we can't be a part of you guys because you're never going to have our best interests at heart. So we want to create our own. We want to have our own communities. And they did not like that at all. No. And, Even and though I we agree. didn't have any rights. <laughs> but Martin, Martin Luther King started changing his mind towards mm -hmm. uh, when he got assassinated, which is why mm -hmm. they assassinated him. Well, they he started were, uh, to really get in tune with some of the other organizations that were working. Because at one point, all these different organizations, the black people, they were working against each other. They wanted well, the same thing, was, but, you know. Yeah, well, what it was, he got, he got into economic change. He, he realized that he, had a, he did a, a speech on TV mm -hmm. two days before he got assassinated where he was talking about uh, my people need economic assistance you know economically we've been deprived he said uh i don't want to misquote him exactly but to, to paraphrase it they gave uh white people land and uh the banks would just give loan give them loans and give them land and deny black people those same things and in america home ownership is how you build assets and build wealth mm -hmm. and martin luther king saying this in like the 60s and then they killed them two days later after that and yeah. right, also right before he died, he's quoted saying, uh, I think I may have walked my people into a burning building. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what I'm saying? Because he realized that economic, economic growth was really, and wealth, um, I don't know the proper word, I guess just the change in the wealth gap is really what is needed to be uh, dealt with. And a lot of that pressure was being put on project. him. A lot of that pressure was being put on him from those non-nationalist type of people because they were fighting for that down in like places like Mississippi, where even though they were free down there, they really didn't, those people down there did not have any rights compared to other states. 
So Carmichael Stokely and all of them, they loaded up on the bus and they went down there and they were trying to like get them people to fight back. So they stopped shopping with them. They stopped spending the money and Dr. King and all of them started to see that it was working. Yep, it started to work. for a boycott, so you know what it is. Yeah. Now you good. But yeah, it's it's crazy because every time we try to, you know, create that our own little economy, then they like, oh no, nah, you can't do that. You can what? be with us, but not all the way, but you can't create your own. That that the American government is so petty, like it, it goes deep, like even with like Haiti, I mean, Haiti that with the revolution, they took over. We, we were in that thing. We've been in that thing trying to mess with the entire country because we just don't want black people to have their own thing. You know what I mean? Like we, but it's like with Haiti, they, they are like picking and choosing when they want to play. Like, I don't know. I don't know. They allow all of that destruction to happen when Papa Duck was in when it was in office when he was pretty much killing his own people. They allowed it. They was giving him money and everything, and they knew exactly. It was well, they enjoyed it because it's good because he was killing them. It's destabilization. Like, yeah. Exactly. It because that means if that country is destabilized, then our country can either take their resources or is in a better position. You know what I mean? The less united all those uh, you know island countries are, you know, the better. That's so sad. Because it seems like it's happening again with this new president that they got that refuses to get out of the office. Like, this is the same thing. Haiti always have this issue. Listen, and what are they doing? They're burning American flags, and it's the same thing. It's not only about him. They know he's U.S.-backed. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. Biden administration is already backing him. They, they recognize him still as the president, like, officially. And technically, he's not by, by their own constitution and their own right. laws that they set up. So yeah, it, it's wild. I, and I mean, it's, we're everywhere. We do it everywhere. And especially at home, like it's, it's especially brutal and violent. You, you start your own little community and the government comes in and just does whatever they can to mess it down. Uh, and they'll Tulsa it. Oh yeah. And I mean, there's like absolutely no accountability, nothing, nothing. It just keeps happening. And, and it runs deep. And you, I mean, you saw it this past year. I mean, you saw a mass, like, knee-jerk reaction to, like, millions of people fighting for civil rights. Millions. The biggest mobilization the country has ever seen um, of people. And across the world. Yeah. Right. And, and you get, uh, and I mean, you saw it, you saw like a literal anti-rate or um, a literal racist movement spark up a against the anti-racist movement <laughs> and you know what's even crazy a lot of that COINTEL pro stuff it started in san diego i didn't know that san diego got a lot of uh, crazy history um i got an article here it says in 1971 in san diego the fbi financed armed and controlled an extreme right-wing group of former members of the minutemen anti-communist a uh, paramilitary organization transforming it into a group called the Secret Army Organization that targeted groups, activists, and leaders involved in anti-war movement using both intimidation and violent acts. The FBI has used covert operations against domestic political groups since its inception. However, covert operations under the official COINTELPRO label took place between 1956 and 1971. 
So yeah, San Diego got some crazy history. <laughs> that don't surprise me though. I mean, shit, we talk about how conservative and racist San Diego is. So, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why anything would make me think otherwise now. In right. Today, in today's uh, world, so. It, it, it's funny because you said that they, it was basically for people who were anti-war mm -hmm. uh, and they're anti-war and the crazy thing is with that is like anytime you're anti-anything they think you're not American. Yeah. If you don't agree with it, you're not American. And You can't be American. You, <laughs> we're, you, can't be American. you know, we're going to war. I don't agree with that. You're not American then, because I don't want to go to war. And and the sad part about it is that a lot of those wars, they were there and they were really not beneficial. Like the Vietnam mm -hmm. War was they, not, it was bad. Yeah. That was that was so bad. And most of the people that were in that war were they were pretty much devastated due to like the terrain itself. It wasn't mm -hmm. even. crazy ass these people were and then they fight for land and stuff just to end up surrendering it and giving it right back for years and years like this, it was so dumb it was no reason to be there <laughs> it, the u.s got crushed in in vietnam and like all the veterans all, all the people, people that, that all those people died all those troops came back all messed up from the chemical warfare that we mm. dropped we just ruined this country's land and that that in vietnam is badass they fucking put up a hell of a fight 20 years of just fighting back against this supposed best military in the world even at that time we were huge and had all these weapons and all this stuff and i mean and that's what i mean is like they talk shit and they say communism is bad and then vietnam's a communist country and they're fine and they like today they literally are fine they barely have had anyone die from covid they have 90 million people in their country 90 mm, mm, mm. after we came through and just crushed them 40 years <laughs> later they're fine and look at them look they're at them. just thriving i'm gonna be honest a lot of these wars majority all of them didn't have sh don't have shit to do with us they make it about us because they want yeah. to to continue to have that that control that say so, like I'm we're old, everywhere. I've said it. Do you feel that way after after serving in the military, or did you feel that way before in the military, like before you got in? What that America? Um, to be honest, like early on, um, I didn't really like like the stuff that you learn about in school. I just like, eh, it's you know, it's whatever, blah 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 blah. But it's like. As I got older and I got into the military and, you know, after you like really like comprehend things, like the stuff that you learn, I just look back, I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck did that have to do with us? Like, what does that got to do with me? You know, it, same thing Muhammad Ali said. He was like, why am I going over there? I don't know them. They ain't did nothing to me. You know, why do I got to go over there and fight? And I, I think that was like, I think that's how it is with like a lot of the stuff. Like, um, it's everything. What was it? Even with, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's everything. Like even with like the weapons of mass destruction. Like you go over, 
do all these bombing and stuff and then bro we've cru- we ruined the middle east bro like and it goes deeper than that we were in the middle east in the 50s bro you want to talk about like we overthrow governments bro <laughs> and install like oh, their yeah. own fucking dictators who ruined but but like, but just can't save them we, Haitians. We, we but you just can't save the Haitians. Refuse to look over there. We talk we beat ass and talk <laughs> shit. I mean, but yeah, like I said, like now once I got in, I just realized like America is a nosy ass bully. We we put our noses in shit that ain't got nothing to do with us. And like I said, we bullies. Like we're we're bullies. Make it's it all for the money. It's all yeah. for money. Yeah, no. I mean, I, that's no. the bottom line. The middle hey, y'all think that's why we still ain't got no stimmies, and that's why they uh, <laughs> you got the kids in the cages and still uh, not not uh, helping people with their student loans and minimum wage. I know, I know it's got to bro, bro. Don't I be? But he also said, as soon as I get there, this is what I'm gonna do. But he said 100 days, but it's been 30 of them bad boys, and then no progress on none of that. You know, I'm just ticking. Hey, you know what? It's like I've always said though. Like America's full of shit. Mm -hmm. The government's full of shit. They don't care about the people, no matter how you try to slice it, dice it, and segregate. They don't care about the people. You know, and when you try to all- build your own community, they kill you. So, <laughs> yes. And you know, a good analogy I saw recently, an analogy I saw, they said, but uh, you at the strip club. <laughs> I, saw that too. I, saw I was that. like, I was like, that is a good ass analogy. <laughs> I, think, I think a politician is more like, I'm in love with it. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> like, not, like not only, it, and here's my thing it's like it's only a little bit slightly better because like he's just not blatantly going on tv and twitter and saying like crazy ass stuff you know what i mean but i think yeah, it's worse because trump, trump never told me he was gonna give everybody 15 dollars an hour for a minimum wage and cancel student loans so when you it, tell it, people you're gonna it do ain't that, worse because people not riding around and people not riding around with biden flags on their truck and and buying hats and trying to fight you and calling me niggas and shit like no, nah, they so it's 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 like, way better than that. <laughs> but it's still I can take four years as far as the governmental side and like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the same or it's worse. I guess I don't think it's worse. I, I think I think I can deal with four years of Biden. I don't know if I could have dealt with. They just do whatever the hell they want to. Let me tell you, yeah, they would have definitely let us keep dying from COVID if Trump was still in office. That's for damn sure. I know Biden and them. Biden and them want vaccines because they know that motherfuckers need to get back to work. Because you know who's really trying to get you back to work is Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted us. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, he ain't because Donald Trump was trying to overthrow the government. He was trying to do what the Haitian president doing. And he was like, I'm doing, I'm doing 19 years. I'm going to be the forever president. Mm-hmm. He wanted his whole family in there. He was looking at the next 50 years. Dictatorship. I don't know if, I don't know if you know, but he actually retweeted a a, pic, a video of that said Trump. And it was like Trump 2020. And it was like 2020. 24. And it was like 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the years, it was like Trump forever. 
So but he really did believe that a little bit. They're good though. He's, I'm telling you, I keep getting told Donald Trump has dementia and Alzheimer's, but that fool lightweight is a mastermind or whoever around him is a fucking mastermind because they mobilized a lot of angry, hateful people, okay? And they were good at it. They were very yeah. good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about that energy. It was something about that energy. Like people was just, you know, thriving, clinging on to it. If some people got that talent where they can create that type of culture. You saw how they, the one guy did that took all the people down there to South America and had them drinking that Kool-Aid. I keep telling y'all. I, I think he, I think he just found Jim his Jones. angle and worked, worked his angle. Mm-hmm. And, got, and, and got rich and got his family rich as fuck doing it too. So yeah. that's what I mean. I mean, he, he been rich for a long time, so he know how, he done studied people. He know how to be a player with people, man. He that was easy. I keep getting told he's got diapers and he's high all the time and he's going to jail. But let me tell you, the reality <laughs> yeah. is so much different. Okay, I heard all this stuff, all this stuff about Donald Trump. I think it's all the media. I just. Like bro, they, they were <laughs> they, they were just sitting there shit. in rooms, bro. They were sitting there in rooms. Like, how can we kill these people faster? Okay, <laughs> they're like, let's let's say he eat doo doo. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he eat a diaper and he high all the time. I mean, I can believe he high all the time, but he probably eats <laughs> like meals or something. You know what I'm saying? Like right. some like. You know well, what I'm saying? Then, you then they say that the White House was like disgusting and stuff like that. He had <laughs> he got like chips a, everywhere on the floor. They said it was stink after he left, like out the room. So I don't know. I heard something like that. Yeah, yeah it was like Wendy's burgers, McDonald's burgers, wrappers on the floor. Yeah, they, they someone pulls Maybe open a drawer and there's like stuff in there. That. Still food. I was, like, yeah. I was just gonna say that it's gonna be like chicken nuggets in the dust drawer. What the fuck? Chicken nuggets. The America desk. <laughs> the desk of America. Why the fuck are these McNuggets in here? <laughs> so much stuff happened that just was not supposed to happen when he was in office. Yeah, I'm bringing back with the Shaman stuff. I got to. Then they said they removed like the Diet Coke button or whatever from his office, the Oval Office. Why? I ain't never heard of that either. That's hilarious. Bro, but you know what it is? You know what it is? That you can hear all this stuff, but that fool doesn't get drunk, bro. He doesn't drink alcohol, bro. That's the secret. I'm telling you, bro. You don't drink. Oh, yeah. That fool don't drink alcohol. That's it, but that's the crazy people, bro. The crazy people that like do the Sudafed and meth, but they don't drink. You know what I mean? Like that's how you know you're crazy. He like oh, he don't like biking into something. But not his son. You want to talk about uh, uh, his son? son His son got coke mouth, fam. No, his son is on everything, bro. You every drug known to man, that fool is on. Yeah, at least on that, fam. That's hilarious, eh? He said, you ain't want to talk about fam. You talk about no. <laughs> We ended up talking about him, bro. <laughs> I knew it was going to come out. I was, I was watching y'all. That's why I'm sitting here like, mm-mm-mm. I ain't, yeah. Uh, hey, bro, let me here, tell you. No, no, no. Let me tell you the difference, though. Uh, I seen a video last week of Joe Biden gives reporter coffee. This fool, like... Oh yeah, old Grandpa Joe just walking through like the White White House with his coffee. Sees a reporter and is having a conversation. Like, 
here's oh here take they had one picture where he was get he was like talking to this homeless lady like they got a little quick picture i'm like please stop with the photo ops stop that shit give me my money oh you know gavin uh newsom trying to give us an extra 600 on top of what uh boy that's that two that's that 2k checks (laughs) that's what it is newsom said newsom said y'all not about to recall him first of all (laughs) he's trying he's trying Hey, he's trying to. You know the San Diego, the old San Diego mayor, the old San Diego mayor Kevin Faulkner or whatever. He's running against him, and I'm not voting for his fathead ass. No, he he has no chance. He has no chance. That fool has no. Kevin fuck fuck boy. Yeah, Kevin fuck boy. See, let me tell you, there's there's someone, uh, another guy. I think his name's Major Williams, and he's a like a black Republican, and he's like. I go to his website and what is he what does it say? It's like anti-communist, anti-Marxist. And so if the, the Republicans in California were smart, they'd actually go with this dude because he's got charisma and he like owns a business. Um and but yeah, they're gonna go with Faulkner and Faulkner's a real weirdo. Um so yes. Yeah. That it, and you know why, right? It, Faulkner it, is the reason we had out of them homeless people in one little circle. Like, just move them over here. <laughs> Nigga, no. Move them to the next, oh, yeah. next city over. Diane. Chula Vista has to deal with them now. And then because- they, uh, uh-huh. they just basically, to clean up the city, they just pushed all the homeless people across across the way. I read Kevin Faulkner whole little like biography or whatever, and it was just basically saying how he completely like did not do that whole homeless situation right, and he was pretty much like just for he was telling the police to use force to make homeless people either if you don't go to like a shelter you would get a ticket, and you know the shelters are first come first serve. It's not a lot of shelters like that in San Diego. So a lot of them had to get off the street and he was like making it seem like, look, the streets are clean. <laughs> but really it's like, bitch, you told us we couldn't sleep here no more. <laughs> yeah, and like, then we had all the hepatitis. Yeah, like I said, when uh, the MLB All-Star uh, was hosted in San Diego, they did like a massive like... Uh, Homeless sweep? Yeah, let's, yeah. For like a better that's what word. they that's the sweeps where they go in there they take everybody's shit and they just tell throw them it away. yeah all they did throw was it in the trucks and push them uh across the five so yeah, yeah. so yeah that's, yeah. that's mayor fuck boy but he still has no chance yeah but todd gloria still does the same thing i seen hella videos of homeless sweeps recently they go up that thing they they up there every day they got the police truck they got the guard he tried to use the fact that he gay to get in office and now look he ain't helped no damn body i swear <laughs> I can't, you can't trust no damn body not even if they gay uh, <laughs> I thought he, I was like, yeah, Ty, he gay, he believed in rights and stuff. He was talking good. But you know what? You know what you should have looked at? Who, who, you know who the police union endorsed out of that race? Out of the old white lady and Todd Gloria? They endorsed uh, Todd Gloria. Fuck. So the there, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, the police union. 
So the San Diego police ah, union and Todd fuck, Gloria. He got me with the gay shit, man. I was like, when gay boys don't play, he gonna make sure we get what? He got me. But that's what they love. The Democrats love a smile and a, and a good looking yeah. face. You know what I mean? And so. Damn, you are right. But I'm not a Democrat. I'm just a person. <laughs> they think that if they put anybody that like has a good progressive talk that that's what's going to get the people. Well, and he, I'm talking about, he, I saw an interview, he was like, yeah, the homeless, we're going to fix that. I'm from San Diego, and I really have pride in my city, and I'm going to help out. I have options. I have some ideas. Oh, my God. Can't hear you, Walter. Can't hear you, Walter. Come on, Walter. Come through. Right. What were you saying? We can hear you now. Oh, that's because the shit connected to the okay. No, you <laughs> well, anyway, that's because that's the game. Mm-hmm. Like the game is the game is pretty much. I'm gonna say what you want to hear. I'm gonna smile. I'm a you know what I'm saying. Like it's a. Uh, and like then, the, and like then the, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna make sure that the police department uh, does houseless sweeps every single day. And then when there's yay. protests, I'm gonna support the the recall Newsom booth. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that everybody gets shot at. Just vomit. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> but why? Because he's all about the money too. You could tell he got the money face in my mind. He's got that, like that. Yeah, that he look got a money eyes. face. He's got that look. Hell yeah. Cause he, he crossed his legs and do this when he <laughs> sit down. You know he got that money. Him and Newsom too. They both got the same okay, money look in their eyes. They both got that same fucking smile, <laughs> that same fucking smooth face, bro. Yeah, Newsom. Newsom used to be yeah. Newsom used to be a, a, you know little dude. I heard uh, when he was the mayor of Sacramento, they found him in the hotel room with his San Francisco. I think uh, it was. Okay, San Francisco. He they found him in the um. Uh, a hotel room with his what is the campaign manager, campaign manager's wife with some cocaine. Oh Oh, Gavin. <laughs> it's back in the day though. Gavin be well, having he was, yeah, he was. This man looks like a, a, a fucking Gotham villain. Okay. I know a cocaine <laughs> <is> just like <laughs> he like he definitely finna tell you something that don't work. <laughs> I know a cocaine that looks just like that. <laughs> hey man, a politician is still a job, and they still yeah, it's a job. you got to clock you gotta, in. You got to do it a, a well. job that you get massive benefits from corporations from if you do it right. Hey, if you're a politician and you do it right, you set for forever. Hell yeah, because. One of our senators of California, this bitch been in the office since like 1935. <laughs> Diane Feinstein, yes. Let them, is she 1935? Oh. Yeah. I, I know it's she been, been a long time. 1960. I know it's not 35, but yeah, but still though. Same with yeah, Pelosi. Pelosi's been the same rep for like. So she been there before yeah. the voting rights act was there. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't get they ain't getting out of their seat. You hear me? She was there before black, <laughs> yeah, well, black people can vote. And women. She's like, oh, the niggers can vote now. Okay. 
<laughs> Let me tell you how much she's worth. Fifty-eight point five million. Ooh. Diane Feinstein, senator of California. Diane. She got that sack, honey. She's been That's in interesting how these people be millionaires like that. One of two California senators since nineteen ninety-two. Yep, I knew it was wow. That girl been in there, baby. Mm. 1992. Man! And before that, she was the mayor of San Francisco in 1978. And before that, she was on she the was a, uh, board of supervisors. So like the yeah. county board since 1970. Baby girl got that work. She His resume impeccable. Doing. Maybe you want to retire? You want like million? Eight, you're 88. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Let somebody else get that seat. She's like, no, I have to make sure they can do it right. <laughs> this woman was born in 1933. 1933, bro. My God. Yeah, I, I knew the 30s was familiar because I was like, she was born like two years before my grandma or the same year as my grandma. Like, ma'am, you can sit down, huh? This woman is 88, probably going to maybe be there when she's 90. Look, she ain't giving up that seat. Y'all don't Hell know how no, to do she ain't giving that up. She got a dog. She's like, we used to do it by paper in 93. <laughs> <laughs> now we use this mobile device. But see, that's the problem with it is. Mobile. Now, you got you got all these people that were born in the early parts of 19 the 1900s. <laughs> Decisions, making modern day decisions. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You born like, in the yeah, early 1900s, like, man. Like when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is wild. That's a blessing, and it's wild. Like she still like got a job like that. Yeah, like, shorty, and we're, making we're cake. Like the 30s, G. Think about think about how shit was different in the 30s, G. Like hey, people hey, no. taking pictures. They was like, watch the party. Like he's like. Like everybody had the same looking car. <laughs> <laughs> like, or they was, everybody had horses still probably, you know what I'm saying? Only, like, only like, radios, only radios, no TVs. Yeah, right. they used to be like, We're gonna go swinging now. Like they been a, you know what I'm saying? Like it was totally different, man. Like, so so you call yeah, California gets called progressive, but yeah, she's the oldest sitting senator. Okay, the oldest sitting person in Congress. And listen, listen to this. The oldest person ever in history in Congress died at 102. <laughs> what is he even there, fam? What he even doing? So I'm taking it that this is not something you retire from. Why is that guy 100, fam? Imagine that nigga walking in, fam. He walking in. You know, well, I mean, being 100 is a blessing, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, my grandma died at 102, fam. Wow. It would take a hundred. It's like 20 minutes to get down the hallway, fam. That nigga was. 102? And you still in office? How were you getting yeah. to work? Yeah, How? fam. He got 17. He in there with all the pacemaker. They got a all doctor in the, in the congressional doctor with him. Like, and that bitch don't know who anybody is. What? <laughs> Voting on fam, like you can't even read the paper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> calling everybody the wrong name. Uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. That is interesting, though. That that's the thing. So that's you don't retire from this shit. 
That's a problem. Well, that's what it is. That's I'm just trying to think of any other job that you can be that elderly and still work. <laughs> exactly, because they don't kick you. <laughs> There's no other job I can think of that you can be that elderly, fam. They don't kick like, you out of the Olive Garden. You can't work. Yeah. <laughs> other than like the, the head of bingo at the spot, you know what I'm saying? Other than that. I can't wait till I'm the head of bingo at the spot. But yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> that, so yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that, that is a problem. That is a problem that you could be that elderly and still make decisions that affect the country, like, affect the actual <laughs> Like, imagine, should we stop killing unarmed black people? No, kill them all. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's a fact of that you elderly. It's just a fact of how effective are you because you elderly. You know what I'm saying? Like, how effective? You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker might snap back into slavery. Oh no, they're here. The the um the liberals love it because it's diversity. (laughs) Diversity in age. You got you got. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) y'all. They putting. (laughs) <laughs> All these people, the presidents come on, be we gotta, come on, don't discriminate against their age. Presidents be damn near on AARP and shit, and we be like voting them in. Man, paying their social security. Man. We're, we're progressive. We have 88-year-olds in Congress, 102. <laughs> you can be anything you want to be in America. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, $15. $15 is too much. I got paid 15 cents. <laughs> oh. nah, 15. And they and you know what's really sad? The people that are like, "Oh no, if they raise the minimum wage, then the cheat don't say nothing when cheeseburgers are 30 bucks." Man, uh, 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 <laughs> a burrito is going to be $50. <laughs> It's crazy. There's no jobs. McDonald's, McDonald's is gonna go away. There's gonna be no jobs. Oh my god! Wouldn't People that just really... make? Yeah, yeah. Y'all know. I just don't understand it. All, all I'm saying is just make weed legal, and you'll have extra money to give people for a They won't wage. do that. It, it, it's gonna be every single state is gonna be. It's gonna be legal before the feds say, "Okay, finally." I still give it another eight years before they legalize it federally. Bro, bro. And, and then Indiana, you still have people locked up. Indiana just legalized alcohol sales on Sunday two years ago. Now, it took them that long to do that. Imagine how long it's it going to It took Mike Pence not being the governor no more for them to do that. <laughs> Mike Pence right now. And all the years before that. Yeah. So it's going to be a while. Every state that surrounds Indiana has at least decriminalized it in some form, if not, like I said, in a medical or recreational way. That's true. Every state that surrounds Indiana. One thing that I want to say that people were sending me a meme from um, them saying that Biden was trying to like ban assault rifles and everybody was like, oh, this is the motherfucker y'all voted for. And I'm like, for one, um, why do y'all need them? For two, y'all get everything else you want and it's illegal. Like niggas smoking weed in states that and they doing heroin and all kind of shit. Like y'all still gonna well, get y'all hands on guns. He, 
He also said that he was going to do that already, though. Yeah, he did. But that's, that's like, the thing is, it's always like, bro, I always get told about gun control, bro. Like, it's all, gun control is always a thing, bro. Like, it's always a fucking yeah, always It's always like one of those things. It's almost like one of it's those like, damn models be winning and they say, oh, I want world peace. That's how the presidents do with gun control. It's the same thing with um, immigration too. That it's always immigration reform and uh, yada yada yada. We need to help them and we need to make better healthcare. And DACA just now finally passed after all these years. Like yeah, it's all it's the same thing. And yeah, yep. this will that okay. You want to know it's crazy? And this is the last thing I'll say. So Texas with this um, the the storm. Listen, with the federal emergency. Oh, we let him slide through the cracks. So the federal emergency with this, though, when they declared the federal emergency, you know what it does? It gives all of Texas free health care. So in an emergency, there's a law in in, um, the Affordable Care Act that got passed back uh, in 2012 or whatever before with Obama that says in an emergency, you can provide free health care. So in Texas now, they can get free health care because of the, the state of emergency, but yet they didn't do it at, they won't do it for the pandemic. Huh? That is crazy. Man, fuck it, all this government. And that is crazy. I, I never thought of it like that. I ain't think, yeah, you put it in full circle. That's wild. You so, right, though. Yeah. Fuck the government. Fuck Ted Cruz. Now I'm trying to go to Mexico. See, and you know what I mean? Like, that fool should be fucking, bro. Are you kidding me, bro? Like, you're kidding me. And I, and the world is like, doesn't care because it's like, I got days. a lot of fuckings going on. Here's some memes about Ted Cruz. And then, like, okay, bet Ted Cruz is still back there lying, taking vacations when all his constituents are dying. He was lying. It was like, it may have been tone deaf, but I made a mistake. I didn't know. I said, bro, what? <laughs> you, you first you said you're taking your kids down there and then you're coming back. Then you said, I didn't know because I was tone deaf. So, I mean, well, first off, everybody knows you was lying in general, but it's just like the gist of like people actually dying and like, Nigga, Everybody you know that you? You, re- that you and the other people are the reason. And then you, yeah. He got pictures of him everywhere, like in the airport, on the plane, landing, coming back. They got his ass everywhere. You think you weren't going to get caught, bro? Come on. Like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Bro. <laughs> he posted so a picture. Like, yeah, so he, it's, it's more of like, motherfucker... Did you not think that we weren't gonna see you? Like, <laughs> like you wasn't one of the ones that voted to acquit Trump. Like you wasn't one of the ones that was inciting the Capitol riot. Like, well, he wants to run in twenty twenty four too. Here, uh, he, he, but what y'all see too? The mayor, one of the mayors in Texas, put out a oh. Facebook post about, oh, y'all better pull your bootstraps up, and it's oh, not yeah. the government's job to help you. When, when you yeah. out of oh, line. Yeah. You want water and electricity for free, and you want us to give you water and electricity? I said, niggas pay bills. What are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, 
What are you, the mayor of? You like three people? How do you say that? Like, oh, yeah, that was yeah. bro. This dude that yeah, got his fired from her job and everything. Like, somebody need to beat his ass. I would beat his ass. He, he also uh, he re- resigned like the same night. <laughs> he said, like hour after he did that. Hey, HMSI, I, I, I wasn't speaking on behalf of the county or the city. Yeah, fuck around Nigga. and find out. You the mayor, fam. Yes, you are. <laughs> you the mayor. <laughs> like, how you, yeah, like, how did he get it? I mean, well, now you can just tell, like, oh my God. like you said, he's the mayor of three people. You need that is the best punchline of the day. Niggas said, How you are the mayor? Come on, I'm not speaking on behalf of the city of the county, sir. You are the city, (laughs) you're the mayor of the city, fam. They voted for you. You, you, everything you say is for the city. (laughs) That's your, that's where you at. Like, this is your spot. (laughs) Oh my god, he must, he must, the mayor of this city. Like, this this is what you think he had a rough day that day. Shit. Yeah, oh, I don't know yeah, how old he was. He he, he obviously old, he old. over fifty. Exactly. See, that's what yeah. happens. You get older, you start speaking stupid. You start saying stupid shit. Like I mean, no, no, no. I don't blame none of that on him being older and speaking <laughs> stupid shit. He just a goofy ass dude. Mother- he a goofy, <laughs> a goofy ass Trump dude. And if just, y'all don't have no water, go figure it out for you and your family. <laughs> and after, <laughs> and after where he said, I don't regret nothing I said. And then after that, he said, I don't speak for the county or for the city. <laughs> so at first he said, I don't regret nothing I said because I feel that way. Ooh, ooh. But then he was like, you, the things they're doing to my wife, my family, and my wife. He said, I do say, if you're in a situation without water and lights, that's a direct result of your upbringing or some shit. I'm like, huh? So this is my mama fault? <laughs> the town, Colorado City, 4,000. 4,000, like 100 people. How you finna say that, bro? Like, oh, yeah. I know that. That's, a, be getting, like, some that's a know everybody on a first name basis city. Yeah. That's one of them. That's a town, fam. And also, yeah. teeth. That sounds like that's a, like a spot in Indiana where teeth are optional. So there you go. Go ahead and throw him, throw him in the spot. <laughs> Everybody probably half the people agree with him too, probably. And they was outside, they was outside in the in the cold. They, they ain't got no lights and they agree with him. Like, yeah. It's, it's our right. fault. It's our fault. We should have had a <laughs> we should have had a generator. He's right. No handouts. And what was it? The governor uh or maybe it was Rick Perry, the the Secretary of Energy or whatever, this fool coming out and saying like, Oh, the people of Texas would rather freeze for three days than get help from the federal government. What? How, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, how can you speak from People, there's millions of people outside dying, and you in the room with the lights on. <laughs> and he was in the room with the lights on saying that shit. I was like, what? <laughs> Weirdos, man. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, we, we were uh, in this episode, so that was good. That was real good, y'all. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have nothing left to say. Uh, me either. I don't encourage violence. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I That's got just to be politically correct. Yeah. 
Uh, I got something to say. Um, take a special moment to say uh, <clears throat> thank you and re uh, rest in power, Mr. Kamara Price, um, member of the San Diego Black Panther Party, who was laid to rest yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, sir. I just, as a black man, I appreciate everything that he he um, taught us during our interview with him last year. So, um, you know, again, another great influential leader um, has left. And like I said, I, I, me personally, I just want to say thank you because, like I said, what he, what he taught us or what he taught me helped me, like, get a better um, perspective on things because I only knew about what I read. I only knew about what I was or what I was taught, which I wasn't taught much about the Black Panther Party in school, especially coming from Indiana. They don't want you to know that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, uh, he he helped me develop a great insight as well as stuff like with the, you know, Cointel Pro, J. Edgar Hoover, um, you know, how, again, I think he was the one who told, uh, told us or, you know, how racist or like the underlying racism in San Diego was mm -hmm. in terms of like police brutality and everything else. So, again, I um, just want to thank him. Thank him for that. Um, thoughts, prayers, condolences to the family. Um, and salute to him. Salute. Major salute. Yeah, I, I echo that. Um, I'll just read uh, like an excerpt to end the, the show about it, um, about him from the Union Tribune by Christina Davis. She just put it out yesterday. Um, so yeah, Trunell Price, who died January 26th, was remembered for mentoring a crop of young activists who carry on the Panthers' legacy. The somber pro procession of ashes was led by a new generation of the Black Panther Party movement, a final farewell fit for a Panther from a different era. And Black Barrettes, they um, raised clenched fists in the air, saluting the velvet encased urn topped with a matching barrette. Trunel Levette Price was among the last of San Diego's original Black Panthers. He was memorialized Saturday not only for the fight he embarked on some 50 years earlier, but for mentoring a crop of young activists who are carrying on the iconic movement's legacy today. Um, Price died January 26th at the age of 71 after a long battle with lung disease. He was proud of his place in history as part of a complicated movement that often suffers from oversimplification in its retelling. The Black Power movement, marked in pop culture by its militant Marxist-tinged philosophy, called for self-defense against police abuse and the uplifting of marginalized communities. It defined his life in many ways. He was very concerned for the community, for poor people in general, especially black people. Pastor Buddy Hauser, who served in the Panthers with Price as a youth, told mourners at the Spring Valley Memorial Service. He stood for us when a lot of people weren't even thinking about us. So yeah, just a little excerpt. Um, that article is rest very long, very long. Rest about in love. So rest I in wish that I would have been a part of that interview when you guys got to speak with him. Rest in love. 
Yeah, he. Yeah, that was like one of our best interviews. We honestly, the best one from from me. I feel like I, I got the most information from him. Yeah, so, I agree. Rest in power, King. Rest in power. Bring back the Black Panthers too. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, they um, they they got the Black Panther Cubs. They got I'm, the Black Panther Cubs. It's about I'm Fred trying Hampton to join. It's in Chicago by Fred Hampton Jr. Anybody you want to help donate? Look them up. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to move over there or something. I'm about to get a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Help any way you can. I don't know about moving, but uh <laughs> <In> Chicago. <laughs> you know that was a joke. First yeah, of all, uh, the gun violence, that. the weather, yeah. hell. No. I grew up thirty minutes from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. I'm straight. I'm, I don't even fly through the airport no more. I, I love Chicago though. I just ain't trying to live there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Chicago. Hey, I'm never coming though. <laughs> yeah, you'll get but, a visit from me. <laughs> But on that note, y'all, I guess we we getting up out of here. Yeah, yeah. it's your boy GDQ. It's been your boy Real Walter Four. Busy Balboa. Mac two three zero one. Ooh, my computer's about to die. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an activated podcast, y'all. <laughs>